Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast. We're the Commander Clash crew. Me, Tomer, Seth, Krim, and Richard all discuss Commander-related topics. And today, we are going to be discussing Salt. Saltiest cards in Commander. And this is going to be our personal uh, cards that make us salty. And we're going to be discussing them because obviously we're going to have differing opinions on all these cards and we're going to talk about them. And then we're ultimately going to rank them in a tier list because, you know, the internet loves tier list. So first off, uh, our tier list is going to be a little bit different than our usual ones from previous episodes. We're going to be doing a salt tier list. So at D, we have basically sugar water where it's like, we don't find this salty at all. Uh, the idea of it ever being salty is just like silly to us. Uh, we're happy when people play it. Uh, C is about average where it's sometimes fine and sometimes obnoxious. Uh, so it really depends on the context of the card or that particular type of card. Like if we're talking about, say, uh, counter spells, we're not talking, some counter spells might tilt it, but some or the vast majority might not. So that would be a C, an average. Then we got B, which is slightly salty, where we're not happy about seeing it, but we've accepted that it's part of the game and we don't get that salty about it. Then at A, we have Tilted, where uh, we're not happy to see the card and we'll probably target the person who cast that spell first or prioritize them more than if they didn't cast that spell. And then finally, at the coveted S, the maximum sodium scale, uh, we would probably just stop playing Commander if we saw this every single game. This is a card that like, literally, it's the maximum tiltage and if we saw it all the time, that would be it. We'd, we'd find a different game to play. <laughs> um, all right, so that is the ranking scale. And we're going to kick things off with uh, a Commander Clash uh, staple in terms of controversy. Something that definitely uh, makes some of us quite salty. And this is Ristic Study. This is one of the most played cards in Commander. Absolute staple in blue. It's an enchantment that says whenever an opponent casts a spell, they have to either pay one or you get to draw a card. And there's a couple of cards that are similar to this, Ristic Study, these tax effects. Uh, Mystic Remora is another blue enchantment that does that based on non-creature spells. And then more recently, White got a version of this with Esper Sentinel, which is the first non-creature spell cast each turn. Um, so for me, I'm just going to kick things off. I hate this card. This is definitely, this is I'm using my S right off the bat. I'm using my S right off the bat. Ristic study every single time I see it on the battlefield. I, I hate it so much. I go full tilt. I try my best to kill it. And then I'll probably try to kill the person who cast it as well. Uh, this card just... I, that's it's that's too not much. true. Really, you try to kill me because you know I won't pay <laughs> yes. for it. I've, yes. I I know how this works. Wait, I've seen this happen. Didn't Tomer <laughs> kill the st Ristic study instead of an Ugin once? I do remember that. And then we lost <laughs> yes. horribly because of it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. That's how much it tilts me. That's how much it tilts me. Well, yeah, Seth is correct. Uh, the only person I hate more at the table... <laughs> Uh, then the person who casts Aristic Study is the person who's like, I'm not going to pay for it. And then just casts all their spells into it. Because that's how you lose. That's how you just give the blue player infinite cards. And they're like, oh, well, well, uh, he drew six cards. What's what's 20 cards when once he drew that many? Might as well cast all the spells. And meanwhile, the blue player is like, oh, I just drew into Fierce Guardianship. I just drew into Force of Will. Oh, I just drew into my combo. Oh, how wonderful. How wonderful is this? And it's just like, please, no, but Tomer, I can't. What if we mill him out, though? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can yeah, count yeah, the yeah. number of times we've, we've successfully milled out the mystery. <laughs> Isn't this study also a May effect? Maybe. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a May effect. <laughs> you may draw a card. Oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> we actually have used that, that logic. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hate this card so much. <laughs> and the fact that it's like one of the most popular cards of all time in the format, it just means like you get to see it all the time as well, right? You're darn right. I, you what, what do you feel about how do you how do you guys feel about this card? Rachel so, you <laughs> or Orsa. I, I give I give it a C. I I this is just a normal magic card to me. Have you tried not paying yeah. for it? You can just ignore it. It's a totally optional effect. It doesn't have any impact on on my games of Magic. And then sometimes I almost put it down to a D because I think it's kind of funny when it shows up and everyone gets gets all upset about it. Uh, so so I actually sometimes kind of enjoy it a little bit. But really, oh, I think these I cards see, are, are perfectly I agree fine. Here. I like that. I like you that. You just like I it mean, because you like how tilted I get when you when well, you're not the the controller of it. As as and somebody as who plays it has and pl- often and plays against it all the time. I love it all around. I, I much like Seth. It's just a normal magic card, right? And it and it's even funnier when there's one person that's absolutely <laughs> tilted by it, right? But but legitimately, it's just like any other magic card. It it I mean, obviously, it's powerful. It's not like it's a bad card, right? It's very powerful. It's but to me, it doesn't feel like I'm gonna throw my collection out the window or anything like that. This is just okay, cool. I mean, we should answer that, but cool. This is an S because it's way too powerful, but it's not just that, right? Like, if you just paid three mana Jew 10, like a normal card like Sphinx's Rev, we'd move on. But instead, we bicker for the rest of the game. And you argue about, you know, oh, it's okay for me to do it, but it's not okay for you to do it. And my play is worthy of them drawing a card. My play is not. And it's tilting playing with it. It's even more tilting watching back Commander Clash. How everyone thinks whatever garbage card they have is worth the tax, right? They're like, oh, but guys, I'm progressing the board, so I'll pay, you know, play straight into it. And then the next person has to do it, the next person has to do it. And, like, theoretically, the card is okay, but it never works out in practice. No one ever agrees. Someone thinks, you know, their play is the play to save the game, and it's okay to go into the tax, and then it all falls apart. So it warps the game too much. It's too powerful. You could just say Seth. <laughs> you could just say, yeah, but I saw you, Krim, I, I saw you, Krim, say like, "Oh, Seth, you played like a dirty ramp spell. That wasn't worth it." But here, let me play my three mana four four. That's totally yeah. worth it. Hold on, right? and then and then the next like- person has to do something too because they're behind, and then it just keeps going and going. So I would, yeah. I think, legitimately, this is the only like true S. Like I would actually quit Magic if. There was an emblem that started with Rhystic Study on the battlefield. <laughs> like every game, I'd be like... A new Eminence card. <laughs> you're playing like a different game now, right? It's like Devolve, and then there's always this arguing about the correct play, and, you know, it slows down the game. Do you want to pay the one? You know, like, it's just, there's no... At best, it's an overpowered card. At worst, like, it just kills your group vibe, so get it out. <laughs> I, I, would, I would prefer if it was pay three mana, draw ten. I would prefer that. Because yeah. of the the bickering yeah. aspect, because well, yeah. I was wondering yeah. because like Necropotence is literally kind of that, and that's not even on our list today. That's not even uh, a card that we considered for being salty, and that's kind of a three mana enchantment that just draws you ten cards if you want to. What do you think about the other two? Like, are those on the same S tier level for you, uh, Mystic Remor and Esper Sentinel, or are those a little bit further down because they're not as not as strong? I guess. 
I I think Mystic Remora. I don't even play it in some decks, to be honest with you. Unless it's like CDH, right? Where I yeah. know there's going to be a lot of non-creature spells and stuff like that. I, I Like, Mystic Remora just doesn't do much. And oftentimes, I feel like I have to tap my mana down past the turn because of a cumulative upkeep. And then Esper Sentinel is only once. It's only once, and it's... Uh, unless your opponent's, like, but, like, beefing up this Sentinel, oftentimes it's just one, and it's only that one time, so it's fine. And it's on a body and on a creature type that, like, first off, it's a creature and it's an artifact, so it dies to numerous things here. So, I, I don't know. Esper Sentinel's nowhere near uh, Ristic Study to me. It, it, it's nice on turn one, but it definitely does not scale all that well into the late game. I would say it's, like, a C or B at most. Like, the, the problem is, like... You know, if someone's storming off, they pay one mana, and then that's they're good for the whole turn. <laughs> yeah. But also, like white is not scary. Like if, if I fill the white player's hand with ten cards, like at the beginning of the game, it's like you know, what can they do really? Like they don't have force of wills, they, they don't have fierce dude, guardianships. Like it's not life. as scary as a blue player uh, allowing them to draw that many cards. So I actually, Esper Sentinel, I thought was really broken when it came out, but after playing with it in practice, it's like it's like good, okay, right? But it's not like crazy, like. Ristic study. It's the actually better. Cards a turn is crazy. It's actually better in sixty card formats. <laughs> so yeah. I was surprised to see that. Like in historic and modern, it's way better there. Yeah, yeah. and relevant. And Mystic Remora is temporary because of the cumulative upkeep. So you know, like there's a clock on this, and if you do keep it around, you probably can't cast the cards. You're drawing off of it because you're paying that cumulative upkeep. So I think both of the other two are inherently way fairer than Ristic Study. They- I would rank the others as D, sugar water. Like, have fun, go wild. I, I would say, I would still say it's C. Like, if everybody just casting into Esper Sentinel and Esper Sentinel's drawing three cards every single turn cycle and it's not being dealt with, uh, I mean, it's still bonkers. It's, like, I, it's, it's it's not one bonkers. Well, it's, it's like just a good magic card. That's all well, it is. If you pay, if you, you if you spend one card and one white mana. And you draw three cards off that. That's already equivalent to an ancestral recall, right? Yeah, that's, that's power nine right there. <laughs> so it, it it can it can do really good things, and I think this card is still incredible. But I don't find it as obnoxious at the table because it doesn't hit creature spells, um, and I think it's a lot easier to uh, get an agreement out of the table to just cast creatures because first of all, almost everybody has a, a commander that's a creature uh, that they can they can cast. There's a lot of alternatives, you can play around it a lot easier, and there's a lot less bickering involved around it. Um, and also, like people said, it's only the first card you cast, so uh, it's not. it doesn't snowball as as quickly out of control as, as Rhystic Study, and it's easier to kill. It's both an artifact and a creature, whereas the Rhystic Study is an enchantment, and like just like if you're in black or if you're in red... Your, your options of, of removing that is just limited. You don't really have a lot of ways of interacting with it. Blue, too. I mean, blue can only, like, bounce it, essentially. Um, I, I think we have a test to figure out what you think of this card, Tomer. You got an Utter End in hand. There's an Esper Sentinel and an Ugin. Which one do you kill? I'll get the Ugin. <laughs> oh, the then that's not that okay. bad. It's not so, that so good, it, then, it's, right? So it's, it's not a than I think it's a C. <laughs> I, think, I think Esper Sentinel and Mystic Remora are Cs. They're easier to, to play around. Um, they're very incredibly powerful cards, like obviously, like they see CDH play regularly, and I think they're more powerful in CDH metas as well. Um, but 
I, I've never been super tilted by it. You know, it's pretty, it's a pretty easy ask to play around it. So that's like a C for me, but like Rhystic Study is a fan ask. Like if every single game of Commander Clash was, was a Rhystic Study game, I feel like that would not be a good season of Commander Clash. <laughs> really? I'd say I'd be thriving. Com- coming up, three mana Commander <laughs> yeah. with a Rhystic Study staple out to it, and it has Hexproof for some reason. Just give it Eminence. Eminence with a Rhystic Study trigger. Just that's, that's the next Whole level. That's 2022 legendary. magic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we were, we were pretty thorough on Rhystic Study and, and its ilk, so we're going to move on um, to another another fun one. Uh, this is Opposition Agent, a.k.a. the Crim Special. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a black creature with flash that says whenever an opponent you control uh, goes to shuffle their library, uh, you get to control what they what they search up. You get to control this, the the, sh- the searching uh, aspect, and uh, uh, you get to exile that uh, whatever card is like a legal target of it. Like you get to do, you get to control the opponent. You get to search whatever card they were they can look for, and then you get to keep that spell. Um, is is the way I said it, which was not as good as probably reading the card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But whatever. All right, that was a good summary. That was three X the life. <laughs> While an opponent is searching their library, they exile a card. Each card they You're find, you may play those cards for as long as they're in exile. You may spend the mana as a mana of any color to cast them. Boom, easy. And it's three mana, it's flash. Um, First what try. do we all think about this? Oh, uh, this is definitely S on my salt meter. I hate this. I'm just kidding. No, this card is a dog. <laughs> this is just yeah. this is just sugar water. This is D. This is how many? Okay, outside of Tomer forcefully casting into what is known as an opposition agent, and and like you you see Seth play around it. You see the table play around it. Right? I've played into it. Right, and and it doesn't even feel bad. Right, I'm just like, oh, that's pretty good. All right, I mean, you gotta punish tutors. You gotta give the people's elbow to the player that wants to play a tutor, and this is the best way to do it. I think there should be more of this. I'm happy to see you do this because, once again, that shows that you care about tutors too, and that you despise mm-hmm. tutors as much as I do. So you, you know just what? love it because you hate green, and green likes to search the I, library for well, lands. First off, I hate green. I like dunking on like tutor effects. Once again, demonic <laughs> tutors, not in green. Although it will be probably next year. And then, so the thing here is, legitimately, it's it's there should be more effects like this at the table. I'm I'm all for it. Please play more of it. As a matter of fact, I'd let you play a playset, a full four in your commander deck against. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Krim. Like at worst, it's a two for one. You can get two for one by anything in this game, right? <laughs> uh, you you can play around it, and like yes, maybe if they put it on turn three and you have nothing but like fetch lands in hand, uh, you know you're 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 a bit punished for there, not being but, on a budget. <laughs> yeah, but aside from that, like you know, if you want to cast like some giant like eight mana tutor and tutor up eight things, and you get hit by an opposition agent. Well, like that's too bad, right? But they could have just. <laughs> They could have counterspelled it, right? They they could have snap cast their counterspell. You know, they could do many things that two for one you in that case. So I actually uh, not only like don't care about this. I want other people to play it, right? Like I'm I'm happy to have Crim slammed on an opposition agent and just <laughs> let it sit there. So like I'm actively rooting for it, and I don't think it detracts too much from the game. You always have your commander to play. You have any number of non tutor cards to play in your hand and in your deck. So you're not really shut out from like anything aside from winning the game like when you tutor you're probably tutoring to win the game so like boohoo you don't win the game right so i'm fine with this effect <laughs> i mean 
So I, I'm the only one who's, I guess, a, a big down. Wait, sorry, Seth, you didn't oh, say. Oh yeah, I, I, I have it as a C. I'm not happy to see other people play it, but it's, it's just kind of a normal Magic card. I don't think it's. I don't want to see, you know, 20 more of these and people start with a emblem of opposition agent on the battlefield or something. But mm-hmm. it, uh, I think it's easy enough to play around for the most part. That worst case, one person gets got one time, and then the game goes on as normal until someone kills it. So I have it as a, as a C, just a, a fine Magic card. So I'm going to buck buck the trend a little bit. And I swear I'm not like super, like I have a lot of like the salt at the very beginning of this list, but I swear <laughs> I get far less salty, salty as we go. <laughs> so I, I, I put it as a, hurt you this I put morning, it as a B, slightly salty, where I'm not happy about it, but I've accepted it. And like, yes, I have got got by Krim uh, multiple times by this card. And yes, that has been some tilty experiences where I'm like, he has one opposition agent in the 99. How does he always have it? He always has it. And then like, I go for like a rampant growth and he spends the opposition engine on that. And I'm like, yeah, I get a little bit tilted about that. Yeah, a little, a little bit tilted about that. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I accept that I should have played around that. Like that, that that's on me. And I also think that anti-shuffling effects um, or anti-tutoring effects rather. Right? Why did I say shuffling? Anti-tutor effects uh, are, are healthy for the format. Because it obviously, like, it's a 99-card format. Obviously, it was meant to have a lot of variants. But as we keep getting more and more efficient tutors, um, it's nice to have an answer to that in, in multiple colors. And it was also nice um, to have an answer to green. As Krim, like said, like, land ramp uh, doesn't really have a lot of avenues to get punished because mass land destruction, uh, first of all, isn't the most efficient way of dealing with with uh, land strategies because I'm not, they have like the most ways of recurring from the graveyard, but also it just the community doesn't like mass land destruction. So that's kind of like that path is not something that can be really explored because you know the community has already said for the past decade we don't like mass land destruction. So that's not a way to to fix it. But having ways of denying uh, tutoring effects is a way to hurt green without you know like and black. messing with people's lands and um, black. There's in there's black. a lot of tutoring in like Mystic Tutor. Yeah. Like there there's a lot of th- tutoring that just goes on outside of like white. White has like two tutors, yeah. I guess. What? Well, white I mean, has I, mean, all I, mean I guess white white does have some tutors. Actually, White's yeah, really so good at tutoring. Yeah. Every color wants to tutor, right? Yeah. And and much like you said, Tomer, this is a singleton format. I want I, I want to play a singleton format. So the only reason why I'm a little bit salty about this card is I think it's a little bit too pushed. And that's my only complaint about it. Like even Mind Sensor, I think is a totally balanced card. It works much the same way. But when you're putting it compared to Opposition Agent, it's like totally night and day. And that's the only reason why I'm a little bit salty about it is I think the card is just a little bit too strong. I would love to see an Opposition Agent, it like exact same text, but four mana. Or if it was a three mana version of it, it would be. I would want it to be something a little bit closer to even Mind Sensor. But I feel like this card is just a little bit too high in terms of the, of the power level. That's the only reason why I'm a little bit salty about it. But, but, but otherwise, it I like the design. It has to be because the way but, that Magic is moving and Commander is going, it has to be more powerful. Because but, first off, Mind Sensor is almost too weak. Any tutor can all, probably hit off the top four, right? Demonic tutor can still get something off the top four, and then uh, like the thing here is, it has to be cheap enough to where it goes underneath the majority of tutors, right? Because if it's a five mana t- like anti tutor when all tutors are like three four mana, then it's like okay cool I've already done my spar- I've already done my part. 
But do you really I mean, need to take the card? Yes. Do you really need to do one? <laughs> you, like, okay, that's you the don't, thing. Like, you could just deny how, That's what makes it playable, right? right? If it didn't do that, you wouldn't play this card. Is Aven right. Mind Sensor not playable, though? I play it. I don't no play No one plays Aven Mind Sensor. Yeah, it's like, a very rare this, include. The thing here is this needs to punish people enough to where they actually have to be weary of tutoring. Right, just, and, but this was four mana though. Would you play it if it was four mana? It goes under. It's too overcosted at that point, right? Because like Stranglehold. If, if you gave Stranglehold Flash, I probably two still wouldn't play it. <laughs> yeah, two for uh, one. Mind okay. Sensor. Stranglehold. Mind Sensor is a nine percent of decks. Opposition Agent's twelve. So I think people do play even Mind people Sensor. People do. People play it, but should they play it? Right? Like not not like it. Oh, <laughs> it's an assault card. I just think it's actually I mean, a bad card. So. I think there's actually an interesting question here because Richard mentioned like, oh, people are just tutoring up their finishers to win the game. If that's your take, then Mind Sensor is fine because odds are you're not going to let your opponent get their combo piece in their top four cards. But if you're just trying to get people like Blood Moon style, well, <laughs> then then Mind Sensor is not going to get it done. I agree that my like I will play Mind Sensor uh, just because it's an additional way to prevent tutoring. As you know, I just want to shut that down. However, if you were to ask me on a power level, I think it's not good enough. I just play it for some sort of redundancy. I, like you, you play this card, you're gonna get targeted, and oh yeah. Mind Sensor just gets you targeted without giving you any real advantage, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you just like painted a big target on yourself without making any progress, right? Which is why it's not a good play. Whereas at least Opposition Agent, you're getting something back. So you know. You know, you're getting rewarded for you're policing the board, essentially, right? Uh, so that's why I don't like Mind Sensor or like Stranglehold. You can play Stranglehold if you really hated cards, tutors, right? Sucks. But like, who would play four mana enchantment that gets you nothing? It gets the table pissed at you and kills you, right? Like, that's you got to get something out of this. It so, also dunks you. Yes, it is strong, but <laughs> I, I think you do need to get something out of it. Like, if it's just a, let's say it's a two mana flash opposition agent with no steel, I think it's too weak, right? Like, you know, you, you hose someone, but then you just made an enemy and got nothing back. You got a 2-1 creature that does nothing, right? So, And 4 mana would be too much for, for this exact... Like, if it was literally the exact same card, but it was 4 instead of 3, it would... I think it's still playable, but it's just weaker, right? Like, you just keep adding on mana symbols. <laughs> it just gets slightly weaker as you keep doing it, right? If you pay 4 for this, it's got to do a lot more. <laughs> you got to be able to cast it for free. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, that, that's too good now. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Would be I'm, I'm being serious. Broken. Like... I think that that like you're if casting you're going, a spell oh. from your opponent's deck for free, Krim. Yeah, what? yeah, that's shouldn't and you shouldn't get to tutor up the spell that you want. That's insane. <laughs> that would be insane. Shouldn't have tutored. Shouldn't have played right? magic. <laughs> shouldn't have tutored. <laughs> Should have sat down at a table with commander. Yeah. <laughs> if your opponent, if your opponent has three mana open, you just don't play the game anymore. That's all. <laughs> All right. Well, well, so that was okay. That which, which, by the way, if tutoring is the game for you. Then I, I've got bad news for you. <laughs> Magic is a lot more than tutoring. I don't understand. But anyway, all right. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll go to one that is uh, a little bit more uh, on the salty side for the table. Uh, this is uh, Krim. Uh, you put down extra turns, specifically one card. Oh well, next to fate. Is a is a very very fine magic card. You know, I I loved being able to sit through that standard and then historic and then never getting away from it and then just sitting there turn after turn as it shuffles <laughs> away. Ash, it, like the thing is, this card shuffles itself back in <laughs> if it even hits the graveyard, which you can't respond to, right? Like so, this card is kind of obnoxious and it is 
the poster child of extra turns for me. But there are things like expropriate, which is essentially what extra turns, right? And then you have all the extra turn spells that exist in Commander. All of them are miserable. Every single one of them, because turns already take long enough. All right, turns take long enough. The last thing I need to see is the same person take the same long turn ten more times. <laughs> so <laughs> I I despise this. If you're talking about like things that actually ruin the game, I think extra turns do ruin the game. For for starters, opposition agent, you're there's the illusion of you playing the game, but you're somewhat playing the game, right? And counter spells, all of that, st- stacks, all of that. But you are actually not playing the game. If I if I take every turn, <laughs> which means I should like this more as I think about it. <laughs> So do you, to be clear, that's Auron's an S for Krim. Yeah, this is high on the salt. Do you not play? Do you not I, play Auron's Epiphany in Standard? I hate Auron's Epiphany in Standard, and it's, it's actually the main card. reason Standard. It's a stain on Standard right now. I, I feel Krim's Standard been damaged right by Constructed through like Nexus loops and Albert Epiphany loops. <laughs> I have. Like, I have played. Playing standard in the last couple of years definitely doesn't make me happy about extra turns, but playing commander, <laughs> it's the same, right? Like, how many times is Eureka going to reveal the same temporal trespass stupidity <laughs> and then do it again and then to take some extra turn, do it, like, find another extra turn spell, do it again, and it's just like, your turns take so long. Oh, my God. Hurry up. I already am impatient on Moda. You watch me misclick all the time because I'm like, go, 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 go. <laughs> What, what does everybody else think about this card? So that's a that's a definite S for extra turns from Krim. It is fundamentally so, it ruins the game. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, I was, I was no one else. I You're love looking this. at Max's right here. This is a I am the, the salt mines when it comes to extra turns. <laughs> so I love so this I card have, now. I'm gonna put it I, as a D. I have it. I have it as an A. Uh, they do make me pretty salty. I can't think of a single commander game that has involved extra turn spells that I have found to be fun. Uh, I don't quite have it as S tier because I think there's other things that are more miserable. And I think there, I could construct scenarios where an extra turn spell could be kind of fun. I don't think I've ever actually seen it happen in practice, but I could envision like a, a fun game involving an extra turn spell. So, so yeah. Uh, another thing is, it seems like when there's an extra turn spell, it is almost always a whole bunch of extra turn spells and someone's abusing them in some way to try to like copy them or chain them with their commander. Yeah. It's never just like, oh, I take an extra turn to make a land drop and then you can go. It's it's always like way, way worse than that. So, yeah, they, they make me pretty salty, too. I, I guess like the one the one thing that I will say that is like kind of OK are the extra turns where like you lose the game. After this, right? Like, like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, the red those, ones, the red yeah. ones. Yeah, like I, I think those are fine, and those are still abusable, but like, fine. What's right? the one? Obika is, is the one that abuses it the most, right? Obika is the one yeah. that says like you could end your turn. But then if you so, remove their Obika, then then it's like, yeah, <laughs> well, you lose game, buddy. Sorry, yeah. right? Like, like there is there a is, risk involved, right? There's some kind of risk. The blue ones are just like, whoa, you want to see me do it again? <laughs> I didn't know the, the Krim the green player was so anti-blue, but I'm, I'm here for this. I, I mean, look, blue, um, has its, blue has its I, parts. <laughs> so I totally, I totally agree with, with, with both Krim and, and Seth. Like, uh, the the problem with extra turn spells I find is, first of all, they're very difficult to interact with because they're a powerful sorcery usually, and just most most colors are just not able to actually combat it or, or really interact with it in a, in a meaningful way we don't really have like the opposition agent for extra turn spells right Ugin's nexus. um we got Ugin's <laughs> nexus but there, it's not quite there it's not quite there 
Yeah. So so that's 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 problem A. Problem B is that like when I see an extra turn spell, either it's a deck that is just stacked with them, like Seth said. Like you're not gonna just see somebody running like a time warp, you know, just like in their ra- randomly in their deck. If they're going to be running an extra turn spell, either it's going to be the ones that are just like obnoxiously good, like expropriate or time stretch, or they're an extra turns dot deck where once they've landed the first extra turn, now you have to wait like I don't know ten minutes while they constantly chain extra turn after extra turn after extra turn. Yeah, and that's kind of like a problem. It's like the moment you see one extra turn spell, it's like. Either it's expropriate, which that card is just like busted, or it's time stretch and they cheated it out, or they're extra turns on deck, and that's not fun to play against. So like I put it as an A because, you know, like in theory, yes, there could be you could just cast an extra turn spell for value or whatever. But in reality, that's not how extra turn spells are being used in Commander. And almost always, if if they're gonna be taking an extra turn, they're gonna be taking at least two extra turns. And either they win the game outright or they're going to win the game in like 10 minutes from now once they finish taking 10 extra turns, you know? So so I'm not a fan of either of those. It does get me pretty salty, but it would be nice. I think I would get less salty if more colors were able to interact with it meaningfully. I, I am curious. Like, right, I noticed guys. that you said this is like not... You said opposition agent isn't playing the game. Do you feel like you're not playing the game if you play against an extra turns deck? Well, Has opposition higher, agent, right? I don't think is is yeah. is not playing the game. Oh, okay. okay. I just think just, the card is too strong. It's like, oh, I guess I won't play the game yet, yet right? No, but, no. But like, okay, okay, but like, but you, you want it? You want one where they cast a spell for free, and I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is this, man? <laughs> I'm never allowed to cast a demonic tutor again. I guess. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Richard, right. what do you I, think? I have this as a C. You guys are like way too salty. Like, yes, <laughs> when they cast it and they chain them off, they win. That's their win con. That's the deck, right? Like, it <laughs> happens, right? But, you know, it, it doesn't take that long for them to win, right? Maybe it takes them a couple minutes to go through a couple turns, but <laughs> it's a win con, right? You get to eight mana, right? You get to seven mana and you somehow have the ability to loop it. That's your deck. Like, it's fine. Like, don't let the Narset player <laughs> like make it to that state, right? So I, I don't think it's that bad, and it's not ubiquitous. It's like in like a handful of decks, right? And those decks are the decks Tomer said, right? You're you're built to chain extra turns together. It's not like you're playing it for value, like standard, right? <laughs> like it's it's in one specific deck. It's a lot. Like yes, you know you can't counterspell it if you're playing white, but you know what? You can kill them before they get to this point, right? So. I actually think it's just a normal magic card. It's a win con. There are plenty of eight mana spells that lose me the game. You know, like, is taking extra combats just a salty? It's the same crap, right? I untap. <laughs> oh, yeah, I declare blockers again, right? You know, you're just chaining them together. You can fog extra I combats. Mean, are you telling me that you don't get salty at all when somebody casts expropriate, Richard? I, or it's also, like, either I blade and thievery yeah. you three times or four times. <laughs> either I blade and thievery you four times or blade and thievery you, uh, like three times when I take an extra turn or I take four extra turns. It's like, what? I, what? I also <laughs> have seen people just cast an extra turn spell to fish for another extra turn spell. It's not like they're yeah. going to end the that's, game, right? Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It's not deterministic. That's my problem with it. Like, right. 
it's not it's like eggs or something in modern where you always have this like oh point zero zero one percent chance of like oh they could fizzle here so you it's not like you can and plus there's like a taboo against scooping in commander because you want your opponent to get to do their thing or whatever so, so it's not like you can just scoop it up you got to sit there for 20 minutes while your opponent like does all their stuff and has all their fun <laughs> and then maybe they hit another extra turn spot which you know they will but they could technically draw 15 cards and not find one so you got to like stay engaged and try to have fun with it so i think that's my issue if it literally just like killed me then sure but it doesn't literally kill you i will say it's fine in one versus one i love my elrins for epiphany i lost take oh. all right next card all right yeah let's 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 keep it going um, we were going to talk about counter magic as a general idea because a lot of people find counter magic as a as a idea uh, salty, inherently salty. Mm. But uh, we're gonna narrow it down because that's a lot of lot. That's a big topic. So we're just gonna talk about uh, the possibly the saltiest uh, counter magic in our group, and that's fierce guardianship. Which now that now that we're uh, talking about that card, I'm just gonna change my rating a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Fierce Guardianship is a three man. <laughs> well, that's a that's a major. Upgrade, I swear, by the way. I swear, I want salty. No, it was, it was different. All right, we're we're gonna talk about counter magic soon, but we're gonna talk about the the salty of the salty one. Fierce Guardianship is a three mana instant uh, instant uh, blue spell that can counter target non creature spell. But if you have a command on the battlefield, guess what? You can cast it for free. So it's uh, essentially when your when your commander is on the battlefield, when you have your scariest threat on the battlefield, guess what? You got a free spell that can counter basically anything important. Ooh, Question. waka waka, fun times. Okay. So like you 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 have this as you have this ranked as what Tomer? Uh, I put it as an S. I think this we should, is, we should this spill is, the beans. Tomer and Seth design have it okay. I also have this it. Call as a design and I have it as C. Here's the thing. Here, <laughs> here here's why I think fierce guard. First of all, I don't think I I think it, free spells. If you make if you make the effect good and not situ, not super situational. They're an enormous design mistake. They're 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 like eminence. Like they are you should be so careful with what you have as free spells. And fierce guardianship, I'm sorry, does not it, it does not match what a free spell mm. should be like. This is absurdly pushed. This is like modern commander power creep, the card. You know, like literally having a negate that you can cast for free when you have your commander out when you're most scary. It's bad. Like, just imagine all the powerful blue cards, all the powerful blue commanders, the strongest ones that you can think of, and now suddenly that commander is 10 times harder to get rid of because the moment you have your commander on the battlefield, now you have a free negate. So if anybody has any board wipe, any removal spell or anything, it's that much harder to deal with. It's such a stupid card. I hate it so much. Why? Why? Why do they make... They know free spells are a problem. They know free spells... And we're like, oh, I guess Negate is, is fine. It's like the Fog one's fine, obviously. It's super Foggy. narrow. Does no one played that one. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's, it's fine. That's what a free spell should be. You should actually have to think about what cards you want to add to your deck. This one's just like, oh, I guess I'm in blue. And I'll put this in. Like, it's like literally a staple. I, ugh, ugh. I hate it so much. So, the design like is everything that I hate about modern commander power creep. Everything uh, I hate. Seth. So, oh man. So, oh so boy. I I also Ooh. am other the uh, other S tier ranker, and for me, 
it's more it's all about the design honestly every time i see this card it makes me cringe because it reminds me of exactly what i want wizards to not do with commander which is printing these like forced auto staples the like oh we got to sell a commander deck so we're gonna print this busted thing that refers to the command zone it would never naturally be in the format you can force a will me all day perfectly fine with that force a will that's like a a, a d a for, for me one. a c for me whatever like go for it go for it that's fine but i every time i see this card it just makes me sad because i it reminds me of my fear of what wizards could do to commander when since they've decided to start like monetizing it and printing cards for it it's like they, ugh, it's just such a horrible direction for the format to potentially go and this is a card that you see the most like all the cards from this cycle do that to me to some extent but this is the one that shows up every single game in so many different blue decks so yeah this the effect is kind of fine in some weird way i agree that free spells like should be more narrow and all this stuff tomer said but it's not so much the effect because you can force a will me or force negation me it's more just like this card in specific i absolutely hate so i have it as a c because okay so <clears throat> what seth had mentioned there is there are free spells you can force of will you can force negation these things exist right but but prior to this cycle of uh of free spells i'm gonna be honest with you i really didn't cast my commander I wanted something in, in Commander to make me cast my Commander, right? The, and it's a free it's, negate? It, legit, well, not just the free negate. He doesn't want to tap out. He, he needs well, to yeah, have counter magic up at all times. Right? But, but then think about it, too. It like makes in my, sense. In my humans deck, too, I love Flawless Maneuver, right? I think Deflecting Swat usually gets cut because it's not powerful enough, but I do think that cards like that are cool. Because your deck is focused on your commander. You should be rewarded for casting your commander. Not be afraid of casting your commander. Oh, if I cast this, it's going to die. It's going to cost 50 mana. I'll never play it again. Or it's, You know what I mean? So the thing here is I like this cycle of spells. Except the green one because that doesn't exist. It never got printed. Uh, I like this cycle of spells because I feel now like I can actually play my commander into a sea of, you know, a pod of people, right? It's not 1v1. This is three other people I'm playing against. I have to have a tool that can allow me to fight at least one spell when I tap out and play my big threat or commander or whatever. So that's why I love this. I don't think it's – it's not like it's a weak card or a bad card. It's still very powerful. And I would cast it just as a three mana negate on its own. But the fact that it synergizes with my commander is huge. And I and I and I like that. So I understand why you don't like it, because it makes sense why you wouldn't like it. But for me, it's just like with my philosophies on how I play the game and how I think that like you should, you know, you're you, once again, you're building a deck around this commander. You want to play it, right? You don't want to have it like get like countered back or or like you know what I mean, like destroyed or whatever. So I love this. I think it's fine. So I think I agree with all of you, but I landed a C because in my mind, power level does not mean salty, right? Like it is a very strong card. It's an auto include in every blue deck. I don't want wizards to keep printing this, right? I agree with all those aspects, but that doesn't make it salty, right? There are plenty of strong cards in magic, right? And I like Krim's point where previously, if you have a commander that's important to you, your only play was to play spooky boots right beforehand and equip it and hope you're good. Right, or you wait an extra like two, three turns to have the mana to protect your commander before you cast your commander, right? So this gives you a tool to play your commander and then protect it. So yes, it is very strong. I don't want to see this, you know, I don't want to see more of them, but there are plenty of strong cards in Magic. So I don't think this is any worse than, than that, right? It's just an auto-include and it's expensive and that's annoying, right? But like, 
Eh, like you play it like yeah, you played a counter spell. Like you could have had an additional mana and played a swan song. So this card was like yeah, you know ten percent more powerful I feel, or something. The right? difference between having uh, paying one mana and paying zero is like freaking enormous. Like, of course, but that's that's a power level thing, right? Like, but like when you're saying like there's plenty of powerful counter spells. Like how many counter spells are better than fierce guardianship? Force of will, but I'm saying there's other powerful things you could be doing, right? Like you could, you know, you could play to fairies protection. Three mana, I I save my whole board. Then you need three mana up, like like I I think this is just free, right? But Crim's like uh, love of flawless maneuver, I think is is a good example of why this card is so disgusting. It's like flawless maneuver is a great card, but it's fairly narrow. It can only protect against you know uh, something dying. But even then, it doesn't protect against all removal. Like, a, a sword's posture is going to still work. This is literally flawless maneuver because it will stop any board wipe or any removal spell being targeted. Plus, 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 plus. It gets literally any any other non-creature but, but spell. No like it, are, so if we take the top 10 most powerful cards in Commander, this is probably in there somewhere, right? I haven't yeah. actually made the list. But would you consider the top 10 most powerful cards in Commander the top 10 saltiest? Like, no, right? They're, 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 there's a disconnect between, like, a necropotence very strong, but not necessarily salty, right? Uh, like, this is just, like, you played a counterspell. You could have played Force of Will and went down an extra card. You could have played Pact of Negation or whatever, right? Like, this is just a stronger so version of it. better than all of those. It, yeah, I, I do, these, I, I do tie power level to it. This is a powerful card, but, like... I definitely I definitely tie, <clears throat> tie power uh, power level to salt. Definitely do. Yeah. I feel like it, that, it makes me salty. That's why I like it so much. It makes me salty because it was designed to be a top 10 card in Commander. It's not like, oh, you made Force of Will 20 years ago and it's a top 10 card in Commander. It was like, hey, guess what? Give us 50 bucks because we just made this new top 10 card in Commander. Yeah. Well, that, that's like, the that's Wizards pushed narrative, me. chase <laughs> set, expensive card, right? I, I, I still think this is meta. I, I, I've seen people tilt out of the game for all the other cards we've listed. I haven't <laughs> seen someone tilt out of the game for a Fierce Guardianship yet. All right. Uh, I just die a little inside every time I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Seth is dying on the inside. All right. All right. I laugh so I don't cry. I laugh so I don't cry. I laugh so I don't cry. (laughs) Editor cut. Seth is crying in the corner. No one ever sees it. Oh, Fierce Guardianship. That's cool, man. That's a great card. That's a great magic card. That's cool, man. All right. Next next turn. All right. Yeah, it's cool. All right. um, We'll move on. Uh, Richard, what do we got next? All right. Narset. Slash Notion Thief, so card draw denial, and then previously banned Hull Breacher. Uh, and then, do we do we care about these cards without wheel effects? Does no. anyone find them salty without wheels? So no. no one finds so, them salty with wheels, but with wheels, uh, we we again have the Salt Brothers, <laughs> Seth Tover okay. and S. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take this. I'll take this one for us, Tomer. I'll take one for the team. So here's the thing: without wheels these cards i think are fine hating on the person who's drawing a ton of cards that's perfectly fine the problem is even if your opponent might not be playing wheels you have to play like they are playing wheels and if they do have wheels to go with this it's essentially splinter twin except way more obnoxious because they don't kill you immediately they just make it so it's impossible for you to win why they get a million cards and they get to do everything so it's like a, a really salty version of a combo kill that doesn't end the game right away so uh so yeah i think because you always have to expect a wheel because it's correct if you're playing notion thief or if you're playing narset to have wheels in your deck why wouldn't you it's an easy two card combo that just lets you win the game on like turn three or something 
for me, it is my least favorite play pattern in the entire commander format. This is, if I had to pick one of these things that was my saltiest thing, it is this one. That's why we banned them last season in Commander Clash. Uh, like, this banned is me. bar none. Banned like the, me. <laughs> well, you're the one. You are the one that tends to play these cards all the time. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so this is my highest ranked one on the entire list. I just I can't stand these cards with now, wheels. Without wheels, hate on card draw. That's fine. Weird because yeah. I played them without wheels and I got a like. The oh, but you did wheel you a few have times. wheels in the deck. So that's we done it like once. You have the wheels chaos in the deck week. and we see it. In but you have it in the deck week. and we got to play around it and like uh, play this whole sub game about oh if Krim ever casts a card we lose. He uh, has it. Chaos week was the only week where I had it and I'd even cast it. Together. That was the only time we caught you. <laughs> that was the only <laughs> no. time we caught no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, the, the only, like, that's legitimately the only time I've ever had Windfall together. If you look at my deck list, we went over the stats episode. You actually saw my deck list. There was never a Windfall. It was just Notion Thief in every way to hate out additional draws. <laughs> so, like, I don't the, trust you. I, I think that these cards are, to, like, on their own are totally fine. I have issues with wheels entirely, uh, but the, and that's why I don't play them. I think wheels are annoying. And but I don't think these additional like draw step cards are that problematic. The the most broken thing I I think I've done with this is I had Jace Bellerin and I plus two'd. <laughs> I party Jace and I drew. But but other than that, it's called party foul. That I mean that is a party foul. But other than that, these are fair because there's lots and lots of things. I mean may not feel fair if you're the white deck because you know you already have little draw as is. <laughs> but but the thing is, I feel like so many things like creatures nowadays have draw a card stapled to it. So many things have draw a card stapled to it. So I want to, once again, if I'm playing a pod of people, not a 1v1, I want to be able, I think more cards should exist that make it so you can keep up. What, what about the combination, though? Narset plus wheel. Narset plus wheel? I don't, I mean, I don't like wheels, so. I don't, I, <laughs> I guess I would rate that. Even if I did play against Narset wheel, though, I'd probably say B. Yeah, I, I think so. I think originally, if we just went with like Notion Thieves, we were all like basically D's and C's. But yeah. Narset Wheels, I would say B. Like, it's mildly annoying. It's a win con. They've won the game and it takes a while to win, but you can still claw back. And you, you, you can claw back more easily than someone chaining off extra turns. Yeah. So it might drag the game longer, <laughs> even though you really have no chance. So I could give it a B. I don't think it's. S tier though. I do think that most people do pub stomp with these cards and they bring them into games where they shouldn't be bringing them. Uh, but you know, if I was playing high level commander, someone did this, fine. Oh, yeah, low level CDH commander. Away, I'm like, eh, it's annoying. And yeah. yeah, if you play half your combo piece, I'm gonna kill you. But <laughs> I mean, it, it's a thing. If, but yeah, it's if a thing. this is CDH, I'm not tilted by anything on this list, really. Well, maybe Rhystic Study still. Maybe Rhystic Study still. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That's the only card that would actually tilt me in a CDH game, I think. All right. Maybe next this up. Is me. Armageddon. Right. This, this was a surprising one. Uh, we got two S's, a C, and a D. Finally, I'm going to just say, by the way, finally, I'm at the D. So there you go. Not salty, Tomer. You had a very high sodium there. level for the first we like, 40 minutes. We finally got there. The sodium has gone down. Your doctor will right? be happy with your sodium levels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Armageddon, right. four mana, yeah. destroy all lands. Seth and I are at S. I don't think Krim and Tomer know what they're talking about at C and D. So if literally every game came down to an Armageddon, like you can play around it, right? Like I play Armageddon. Like 
as a once in a while fun thing, right? And I use it quote unquote. Once in a while. I don't you know, know Richard. Like five I mean, I times once in a while responsibly, right? Like I'm not the guy that turned force Armageddon's and locked us into a five hour game, right? Like I try to actually get a position of winning and then Armageddon. However, people won't do that. They will abuse it. They will play it as like a middle finger to everyone else. They will try to do it and then they will just slow the game down and the game will take forever. You know, if you know you have an Armageddon player at the table, now you got to slow roll your cards. You got to like play a lot of mana rocks. The game just like takes five hours now. So for that reason, even though I actually like this card, like this should be banned from Commander. If it was in all of our games, we would not have a good time, right? This is S, right? Like, yes, you can play around it, but nah, right? And the most people won't the most use it Armageddon, it's an S. And I, and I know, I, I choose it for like once a year special, right? I'm like, are, are these guys getting loose? Like, here we go, right? What about like, I would not bring it every week, right? <laughs> what about the this other group was getting too chummy. Let's gonna... I mean, for me, I don't see how it's a whole lot different than the wheel thing we were just talking about with Narsets. Like, it's the same thing in reverse. Like, sure, you still have cards in hand, but you can't really cast any of them or do anything with them. So I feel like uh, if every game did come down to an Armageddon, I don't think anyone would play the format, honestly. And it's very different than in 60 card formats. But when I think of Commander, I want the whole table in general to try to have a good time. And I feel like mass land destruction is one of the easiest ways to make sure that at least some of the people at the table aren't going to end up having a good time. Like someone's going to end up feeling bad, not enjoying the experience. I feel like this out of all the cards on the list is probably the easiest way to end up with someone not having a good time playing a game of Commander. Maybe it's just because I never draw any lands past my third. But Crim the thing here win, is, Crim's so. uh, <laughs> set up for this. All his lands are still in his deck. Crim always I've plays around. Up. Always play around Armageddon naturally. Yeah. I'm land stuck again. I know you've got Armageddon. No, like legit. I think the land destruction as a whole is fine, and especially the more green players at your pod, the more this should be allowed. And then on top of that. The only land destruction I have a problem with, I think, is Decree of Annihilation, because you can cycle that. That's much harder to interact with. Now, hmm. if it were if it were any of the other ones, like Ravages of War, Armageddon, it, it's a no. Can I counter it with Fierce yeah, Guardianship? I, I feel like Crim evaluates salt, cards through the context salty. of that's, always that's having untapped. Always Whoa. having untapped mana in the always counter stage you ready to Armageddon you, right? <laughs> Regardless <laughs> yeah. of whether or not I have the counter spell, though, right? Like, I think, like, for fun and whatnot, like, I don't mind. I mean, I've gotten Armageddon tons of times. We literally just got Armageddon by Vince the other day. And, and, and like, the thing is, I still won through that, right? The thing here about Armageddon and land destruction in general is, I, I don't know, I just don't feel that bad when it happens. It, it just, it feels, maybe because I've seen the darkest parts of magic, so I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm, like, <laughs> You're hardened it. by it. But, but the thing is, it just, yeah, I get it. It stifles play. Um, it obviously slows down a game, but I don't know. I mean, it, something's got to punish all the ramp that goes on at a table. And 90% of the format is like mana rocks anyways, or mana rocks, mana dorks, and like whatnot. So like, I don't even think it's that problematic to me. I, if when it happens, I just shrug it off. It sucks. Well, back to it. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I lose. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you guys convinced me that it could be a C, but like, it's so, at least a C. I mean, come on. D, I, I, sure. I think water? I, I can see. Yeah, 
Well, okay, you so had it at C, you know? Or you had it at D for D. I think Tomer enjoys Armageddon showing up. I think I get salty when I play Armageddon in my deck, by the way. What? No! I was the one that calls it out. No, I'm just saying you're the you're the we have to get make sure you can't keep getting away with it. That's the thing. So here here's the thing is I haven't in, in the past like eight years of playing Commander, um, I haven't seen Armageddon being misused uh, a single time in the past eight years. Maybe I'm just lucky, but there's, there's everybody keeps saying like the hypothetical situation of somebody just trolling the table and casting mass land destruction without a way to back it up and win the game. And I actually experienced this when I started playing Commander a decade ago. Literally a decade ago, I remember distinctly there was one person at the playgroup who really likes trolling the table with a mono red deck. It was like a bad dragon deck, and he had just a bunch of uh, land destruction spells just to troll. And yes, that wasn't fun to play against because he would just cast it without having any board state, and people would just kind of sit around and do nothing. But because <laughs> like, like dragons every... are like nine mana. I know it, it was a very dumb deck. It was it was a different time. But like every single time, uh, Richard, for example, because I think Richard's the only one who casts Armageddon's in our table. Every single time Richard casts Armageddon, it's because he has a the best board state at the table, which is what it makes sense. You basically you have the best board state, and now you want to make sure your opponents cannot answer that board state. What do you do? You remove all their mana, so they no longer can answer you, and you just sweep up the game. Usually, when somebody casts an Armageddon. The game is over in like two more minutes. You know, they have a board state. You do not have a board state. Nobody has lands anymore. The guy who has who casts a spell just attacks a couple times and that's it. And I'm totally okay. fine so with that. So this is like Nexus of Fate, right? I still need like eight combats, which is eight turns, right? And second of all, it's like Rhystic Study. If everyone just played it like turns. Athalia, the card is fine. If everyone played Armageddon as a finisher, it's fine. But people yeah. do not do that. And second, I, it's very easy to go land swords to plowshares your clock, and now here we are for another two hours, right? Like, it's not that hard to answer the board, right? Or, like, land Toxic Deluge, congrats, right? Now we are at, you know, the start of the game again, but two hours in, right? So it's very easy to undo that master plan, even though you've done it correctly, right? You, yep. you can and, undo it, but, like, I personally... Maybe I'm just super lucky, but every single time I come across it, I I I see Armageddon just being as a finisher. <laughs> the so. only people that play well, Armageddon I mean, are super right? responsible like that's, ones that's, today. I, that totally should I, be how Armageddon happens, right? I mean, yeah. I if you're in red and white, you don't have counter spells outside of like a few, like you know, like Tibalt's trickery, yada yada yada, right? Like so, you can't like legitimately fight back against some of the colors. You can't fight blue. You can't fight you know. Like, you can't fight green, and it's like absurd like resource advantage, right? So being able to just like lock down a board with like one big threat, like you did, Tomer, with World Slayer and all of that, and I mean, like my, outside of like some misclicks and punts, you should be able to close the game out, right? And I, I think at that point, once you like you've got the board state, why not blow the lands up? And that should be, I think that's fair game. You dunk on the blue player, you dunk on the green player. Why not? I mean, I feel you back like back it up with a fierce guardianship, then World... they, can't, they can't even toxic they lose you. Boom. World Slayer guardianship wins again. Like at least need some work if you're world slaying. I feel like Armageddon's way more brutal than that. I think the bigger issue is like I think people just don't play it anymore. I don't put it in decks because I don't trust myself. Because I know if I'm about to be the first person out, I'm definitely just gonna slam the why would I not slam the Armageddon and just like peace out, like have fun have fun guys, like enjoy the next few hours. I'm gonna go get coffee. Like that's pretty but that's why pretty wouldn't good. I do that? 
Why would I do that? So I just don't play Seth. I've done this multiple times with other cards. I'm dying before I go. I'm just going to mess with you guys. So I just don't put it in my deck because I know I would do that. Like, I don't trust myself to not do that. And I don't want to be that guy. So I just can't play it. What was the week? I think it was like Theros Beyond Death week or whatever. And I was playing Perforos. I just put Bear of the Heavens into play just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I, mean, I think I think if we played it every week, Commander Clash ratings would tank. <laughs> I think viewers don't like it. I think definitely as a casual point of view, the viewers represent the players, right? Like maybe yeah. amongst us, we're okay because we well, play the- it correctly and we expect it. But if you just bring it to a random table, you just arm again. Even in the winning position, I think people would be incredibly salty. People are salty about a lot of things in Magic, though, right? Like the counter spells and whatnot, too, are involved. So Yeah, but there's many things you can do in Magic. Did you really need to bring Armageddon? That's the question, right? <laughs> All right, fine, fine. The Armageddon lover hates hates Armageddon. This is what I hear. It's fine. Pretty much. Only I have a lot to use it. No one else could use it. End of story. Well, you, All right. you ensure that by blowing up everyone else's yeah. lands. He, <laughs> he can't cast Armageddon if I Armageddon his lands. You see? Right. Speak, speaking of resetting the game by two hours, Cyclonic yes. Rift. Okay, two mana bounce something. Uh, seven mana bounce all of your opponent's stuff. <laughs> Overloaded. Instant speed. Everyone's <laughs> favorite controversial card. We all have it as C except for Seth at A. I I have it in A. I feel like, uh, do you remember Standard last season where Ugin was in the format? And you play a nice game of Magic and you build a board and things (laughs) were going back and forth. And then all of a sudden your opponent plays Ugin. And it's like none of the things you did for the first million turns of that game actually ended up mattering. Because this one card just swings the entire game. That's what Cyclonic Rift does to three opponents at instant speed on the end step before the person's turn who's casting Cyclonic Rift. So they get the most value out of it. I think that it is a really salty card because, sure, it's really powerful, but as Richard said earlier, power is not the same as saltiness necessarily, but it just invalidates all the things you did for the rest of the game at instant speed pretty efficiently. And I I think that's what makes it salty to me. Like, nothing you did before it matters because it's all gone. I mean, in a multiplayer game, there should be a board reset. But it's a little bit worse for one person, though. The persons whose whose end step it is before your turn, they get to discard down to hand size as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you that's know, probably me. Dredge has a I think new a, toy. Right? I think I think board resets are fine. If Cyclonic Rift was a sorcery, it would be a C for me. I, I think that would make it a, this, a fair card. I think the fact that blue needs, like white has Armageddon, right? Like white has like Wrath of God. Sorcery. Like sorcery, but, but they, these colors have signature spells tied to them, right? Which are so, sorceries, yes. Which are sorceries, <laughs> sure. But blue is instant speed, and the thing here is there. Oh, that's why it's more than four mana. It, it, I I think it's okay. Like it's a powerful card, by the way. I just don't think it's like salt inducing for me personally. Like it's happened. I obviously all of us here are cyclonic rift survivors, right? <laughs> but, but, but the thing here about it is, it just never felt. Like, it was too broken. It's like, blue needed something. Sure, here you go. Have it. At instant speed, it makes sense flavor-wise. Okay. It sucks that it happened, but... Eh. <laughs> like, in like everything in Magic, it's just another board reset to me. So, why do you have it as C instead of D, Krim? Uh, so, I mean, it's sometimes it's, it's obnoxious? Not, it's not like it... Like, as I said, it sucks. Like, I mean, I don't like my board getting blown up, <laughs> but or <laughs> bounced back. But at the same time, when it that's just like... The nature of magic, right? People interact with you, so I expect it. Is it is it D? No, like like this. This is a card that that is on people's radars, 
right? It's on people's radars, and it's obviously a big enough like all star to pay attention to. Hmm. <sighs> I I have it as I have it as a C as average. It's it's sometimes fine, sometimes obnoxious. That's what what we're calling it. I think it's card. it's 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 very it, it is obnoxious in terms of the person who has to discard down to hand size. I think that's that's pretty brutal. Like like everybody else is getting their their entire board reset and then one poor person is going to just lose like a bunch of permanents. Like they essentially lost a bunch of of, of permanents in in that thing because they happen to be the one <laughs> in the wrong uh in, in the wrong spot. Yeah. And like the fact that it is instant um makes it makes it a bit over the top and also the fact that it's so difficult for most of the colors to, to interact with that like you think of indestructible you think of hexproof you think about all these combat tricks that can let you survive most board wipes none of them work against mass bounce but they're actually well, I, i'm actually wrong there are a couple cards that i really like that i think I, I hope to see more of and maybe have other colors have access to it and that's like phasing out um white has two really powerful ways of doing it to various protection is a really good answer against iconic rift and also more recently they have the the best one is guardian of faith which it's a creature three mana when it enters the battlefield you can phase out any number of other creatures you control it doesn't phase out all of your permanents but it does phase out your creatures so if you have a big board state especially if you have tokens where if they get bounced they're gone um you can phase you can phase out the rest of your board and then guardian faith is the only thing that's bounced back uh, it gets bounced back to your hand. And you can reuse it later, which I absolutely love. So I feel like I feel like introducing more ways of of uh, trading fairly against Cyclonic Rift would be really nice and would make it less obnoxious. But right now, I just it, it is very strong. But it's also like seven mana. I don't know. I'm kind of on the. I've, I've mellowed out on it over time because it is it is a seven mana spell. If it was like, well, you could cast it for free if you have your commander mm-hmm. out. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> then yes, but like we we unbanded uh, it the last two seasons, right? And it, it like Richards casted it. People have casted it. You I, like I I think you did right, Tomer, last season. So probably it. I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't feel that bad anymore. I don't know. What do you think about that, Richard? Though B? Well, I, I upgraded Mr. to B. a B after yeah. hearing all these arguments for. So I don't think it's that broken. I don't think it's actually that good. It's a bit of a win more card. Like if you have a slight board advantage, uh, you bounce and then you try to finish the game. Uh, but if you're losing, like you know, last time we did this, I memed about who cast a clonic rift and loses. Like I've done it like twice or like three <laughs> times in a single game and lost still, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem with Rift is it slows the game down. I'd rather have it destroy everything because when you destroy all creatures or all permanents, the game progresses. When you bounce everything, everyone just spends the next two or three turns redoing the last two or three turns, right? And then if someone like Snapcasters, Cyclonic Rifts again, like you're just replaying the same mid game <laughs> over and over again and the game just drags on. So for that reason, I give it a B, like... I'd rather it like progress the game in some way or finish the game, but instead it just makes everyone redo the last couple turns, which like, eh, like, you know, you're, you're dying. I'm going to stay alive by rifting, but I didn't do anything. Everyone just replays the same thing over again. And then I snap cast oh, a rift again to not die because I didn't <laughs> accomplish anything. And then like, it just <laughs> goes on and on. Right. So for slow play purposes, I, I, I don't like this card. If you do start looping Rift, then that, yeah, I think that's that's where it gets super obnoxious. If you have, like, a way to just constantly cast Rift over and over again, then I'm just, 
then it, it, the salt scale goes up very quickly. Blue for has too. for free, right? Like blue has so many ways. Mystic yeah, if you just like Archaeomancer, Ghostly, Pr- Flicker, you can also or whatever. Flicker, right? Eternal yeah. Witness in your Bant deck, right? Like, you, yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. Deck, Archaeomancer, Ghostly, Flicker, and then you have just like I don't know, like a Gilded Lotus that you're untapping. Oh my god! I don't, I don't oh even mind god. that because to be honest with you, if you're looping a spell, you it doesn't matter which spell, probably is going to be very good. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, moving on. We have uh, we have an interesting one, Krim. I think this is this is a, a an inclusion of yours. So take it away, Krim. All right, <laughs> Kodama's Reach is not the poster child I wanted for this, but it's the easiest example. Kodama's Reach cultivate any one of these <laughs> ramp. I hate ramp, and I'm gonna and I put ramp at an A. Because ramp is the dumbest thing to happen in magic, okay? Like it is absurd. Wait, all ramp? Like you don't like you don't like uh talisman of dominance, you don't like uh, I, I think mana rocks are pretty dumb overall. Okay, okay. So I, I, like so I, I despise ramp. Because like talisman not as bad because you only play one mana like, like you can you have to pay the mana to get the mana rock. Ramp like this, where you're just accelerating, you it, like a lot of new ramp also costs nothing as a deck slot. If your deck was only ramp, uh, then then that's obviously like I, I watched a, somebody win with just an Azusa ramp and Field of the Dead and cast Eldrazi's. That's it. That's it. Eldrazi's <laughs> Field of the Dead and that's it. So that shows you that if you just play lands, you can win the game. And the thing here is ramp is absurd. The fact that you can cheat. On the rules of playing one land a turn is dumb. Why would you do that? <laughs> like, how is that allowed at all? And like, how are people not, like? I think everybody's like, oh, mana drain. It it's the it ramps for blue. It's only one turn. Green does it every turn. You just don't notice it because you're so used to it. Lanor so... elves, the biggest mistakes in alpha. Lanor elf, a threat that you can kill, not a problem. I'm talking about things that put lands into play. Put lands into play has always been annoying to me, and I've never liked it. Just because you can, you're cheating on resources, and that allows you to infinitely win. It doesn't matter what I play after that point. Most people will blame, like, let's just say, hey, I ramp and I play the green primordial. Oh, it's the primordial. No, it's not the primordial. It's the fact that you got to, like, you now have 50 lands, and you can play primordial. You can play Steve on turn 11 plus three other spells, and all of it will be an Avengers level threat. Because you're so far ahead. On resources that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the table does. You can actually go toe-to-toe with the rest of the table. Like I, It seems like a meme and like a joke, but nobody thinks about it. How do you lose most games to green? They're always ahead of you on resources. Always. Because I, I agree ramp with Krim. slides under the radar. No one thinks about it. There's the goal. It's ramp is the most powerful thing you can be doing in magic. It goes unchecked and unpunished. And it basically forces out all the other cards. Like, there's no point in playing any three to four CMC cards or two to four CMC cards because you really want to be ramping, right? Anything you're playing in that slot is a utility card, right? Um, so, for that, yes, ramp is overpowered. But to scapegoat Kodama's reach, like, you need to remove all of it, right? You need to remove cultivate, reach, rampant growth, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, but you can't. It's kind well, of part of the game right now. I don't now, think right? they're like so, you need to ban them. I just think that their salt meter on them is high. They're not salt. It's just very powerful. I wouldn't call it salty, right? Like, For me, I don't it's know that, salty. I don't know what you're talking about. You're salty about, about anything green. I'm I think just the general public is not going to care if you could have his reach, yeah. even though it's the most powerful because thing to be they doing. They don't know that it's hitting them as hard as it is. 
That's but they do know, and then they they're also casting their own kadamas. They just want to cast their spells. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, do you actually think commander would be better if there was no ramp, no signets, yes. no mana rocks, yes. no rampant growths? Like yes. you're yes. playing one yes. land a turn. One hundred. Really? You would play I all the janky creatures worse. that I play. Shadow right? they get pushed out by ramp. Friendly <laughs> right? format, right there. If I can play, it three. would be. I, I think one of the initial appeals, though, is that it is battle cruiser magic. People want to be casting their big seven mana and eight mana spells. Yeah, you would have to you would have to build a deck very fundamentally different to get to those spells, and you would also have to accept like an extra hour to your games, right, to get to that point. If you want to play, games. what if you just play with all the fun two and three mana spells in Magic? Like, well, then it would just be Legacy those? Light, wouldn't it? Like you just no, like, you would play like three mana four fours, right? That you <laughs> would never you play playing? in Commander because you'd rather just play eight mana no, ten. Wouldn't you just Grinning Demon like would Delver be a decks meme, and stuff like that? And I have like, no bias with my tattoo, <laughs> but the thing here is the fact that like a four mana six six should would be absurd, right? It would be absurd. Like oh my, I mean, wouldn't. Wouldn't we end up being tiny leaders, essentially? Like, no. isn't that commander with no ramp is tiny leaders, commander more or less? Commander with no ramp means that we just, like, the mid-game comes a little bit later. I mean, I, I would say, like, wouldn't every commander that's, like, more than five mana just be basically stone unplayable? And along with yeah. all the ultimatums yeah. and all the Genesis gotta, like, waves, like, like maybe have gone. artifact ramp, but no land ramp. So you no can land ramp the is artifacts. the main thing, right? Like, yeah, like, rocks are fine. Rocks are fine. But then doesn't I, that just punish green? A- Yes. I've always wanted a variant of artifacts. Commander <laughs> where you're not allowed to run any card that says search your library. I feel like that would be a really interesting restriction because green doesn't just have land ramp. Despite, you know, green green's uh, most iconic ramp is land ramp, and it's the safest ramp. But not only do they have mana dorks, but they also have really powerful auras that attach lands like uh, overgrowth and, and uh, wild growth and uh, fertile ground and all these stuff that... Uh, are That's very fine. powerful ways of of ramping um, that nobody really plays because lane ramp is so good. So I feel like green would still be way ahead of the other colors in ramps, even if you remove like ramping growth and whatnot. But too. but the thing but, here is, I can then use, like those are attached to enchantments and permanents, right? That cost, you can interact with, right? Them. You can interact with those, and I think that's fine. Like all things in Magic should be interactable, like. I think that you should be able to interact with everything in Magic, even an play a stone rain, Krim. Play a play a stone rain. Like, I can't because the tables are interactive. They need to tower it up, like siphon stone rain for every opponent, <laughs> destroy one of their lands, and then you put a land into play. I love every, it. Everybody should be able to interact with everything, but Psychrift is absolutely okay. <laughs> okay, you can't interact with that. You, you guardian of faith. There you are just things... you scoop up your hand, then you discard down to hand size. That's how you interact. And with if it. that's your way of interacting with it, then that happens, right? But the thing here is, like, I can't play land destruction in Commander. Just counter it. I mean, okay. If I counter it, then that means now they're like, like that's only one of like thirty-two different like far seeks, right? Yeah. So that's why I think I... there should be more things like opposition agent. Mm. I think the ramp conversation is interesting, but I feel like. It just right now it just punishes green for no reason because these are the cards you play in your green deck. So I feel like I feel like it just like targets on green because everyone else is still going to get to play their mana advantage, rocks. Right? Green, everyone green. else plays mana rocks. They get wiped away with an Andun version. The green player is sitting there full mana base, laughing all the way to the bank. Right? <laughs> like that's the problem with the ramp. Right? And Not I agree. The with accelerating that. turns three or four. It's just they don't yeah. get reset when everyone else gets hard reset. 
I, I agree the answers to Kodama's reach and those stuff, like Green Green Land Ramp specifically is is severely lacking in the format, always has been. But I don't know. The only nice ramp that I've effects, baby. Yeah, I've, <laughs> the, the only the only uh the only ramp that I've ever been against is really fast mana. Basically any spell that generates more mana than it costs to cast it on the turn that you play it. I think those those cards are usually a problem. And and that includes like Sol Ring and Mana Crypt and stuff. Those are things that you can still interact with. But I think those are the only ramps that I would I would be concerned with. But you know, like ramping growth and stuff, like I, I do wish there were more ways of interacting with it. And I don't think I, I feel like it would be really cool to play a variant of Commander with no no searching your library and make a true singleton um in that regard where like the, the intent was to have high variants. I think that would be really cool. Um but as it is right now, I just it's never really bothered me. All right, next card. Everyone's favorite, Dranith yeah. Master. Two mana, yeah. one three. Uh, you cannot cast spells, or your opponents cannot cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. So asymmetrical, shuts down other commanders, shuts down flashback, suspend. I don't know what else there is, like exile, like the red card Fortel. draw. Fortel. Basically, you can only cast cards from your hand. I love this. I, I want more of this at the tables. Yes, please. Like, more effects like this at the table, please. Because... I love this card right, so, so much. So, the, the summary is everyone finished changing their ratings. Richard yeah. at A, Seth at B, Krim and Tolver at D. Uh, I guess I'll start here, because I'm the saltiest. Yeah. I feel it's against the spirit of the format. Like, yes, you can play around it, right? Like, yes, you can remove it, right? But what happens when it's, like, turn 20, and you're top decking? They play Janeth Magistrate, and you're out of gas. And what you would normally do... Is you get a land great that's more that's more land for your commander you play your commander right mm-hmm. you're out of gas you got nothing to do you're removing the central point of someone's deck so if it said like accept commander you can't cast any other spells except from hand or command zone perfect card but because it hits on commanders i feel it kills the spirit of the format doesn't doesn't oubliette do the same thing i just had that happen to me <laughs> right <laughs> and but that doesn't bother me right because i think that this card First off, if you're if if you're on a top deck war and you eventually lose to a one three, that's it. Other than that, it is literally just a one three. Assuming there's no like you're not locking people out or doing anything wild like that, and you're just playing a one three that denies you from casting anywhere else, this card's not even a real big threat. It's just it's some it's a way for slow to the ground decks to fight and combat threatening threatening commanders. Uh, it's a, a way to just fight and inter like kind of like fight against a, an opposing pod. And I like Wait, I, I like it a lot. Isn't I, this card not good enough based on 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 your criteria, Richard? We were talking about opposition agent, or I'm like, is even mind sensor not good enough? And you're like, it's not good enough because all it does is it, it pisses off the table. They'll attack you, and you don't get any value out of it. So you're just gonna get yeah. pe- get people annoyed, not do anything, and, and get hit with it. Isn't that Dranith Magistrate though? Is it? Isn't it like not even worth casting because it, it doesn't do anything? It doesn't. It doesn't grab. It doesn't grab the commander and let you cast it or anything. It just yeah, but prevents. What if, what if you're playing a deck around your commander and someone else throws a Dranith Magistrate down? Shutting and no one else cares, and you're the only one that cares about it. Just right? It. And you don't have removal. Now you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs for the next thirty minutes as you top deck one turn at a time. Don't go all in on your commander. I think that's the biggest problem with with commander design these days. But that's the every whole single format. You shouldn't be commander. all in on your commander, though. I think I that's mean, just like it's like a it's it, it it oversimplifies the format. I think like when when everything 
and your entire deck revolves on your commander to be on the battlefield, it's either all or nothing. Either either you have your commander on the battlefield and you just win the game because you have a commander on the battlefield, or you don't win the game because your commander isn't on the battlefield. And I feel like that's where, where commander is being headed. And I think that's really bad. I, I, I think Drain of the Magistrate is actually very good because it, it forces your you to, like, play around the idea that maybe you should have a backup plan in your 99 cards and maybe you should Rex. have some sort of backup plan to your commander being shut down like it's i i think it's the worst thing ever to have a commander just devolve to be like do i have my commander yes i win the game do i not have my commander on the battlefield no i don't get to play magic because like like then it's either it's 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 basically set up the the format to be a feel bad because either either you have your commander on the battlefield and you win or you or you don't and there's no in between I, mean, I, I feel like Dragon the magistrate you, right? pushes that but that's not the way magic like they, they have gotten they've tried to get rid of every effect that prevents you from playing your commander remember like the tuck rule like you know if he goes to the graveyard he goes back to the command zone like it's all revolved around allowing you to keep playing the game empty-handed because there's a commander to play and play removal spell this Kill the one it. three it has no and what if you're empty-handed right like what what if you don't have like we're gonna play like 20 removal spells for like a dreaded magistrate right like you know and it's That's not one of those things that scenario, is though, right? symmetrical like, right like Krim can have removal in his hand. He's like, Dragon Magic is fine by me. Right? <laughs> it's like getting a turn one rest in peace on you, right? You're like, this is miserable, right? Except you're a graveyard deck, fine, right? But this is like you're a commander deck, which is every commander deck, right? So No. no I, most I, of my this, decks do, I, not, does not... do not just fold if I don't have my commander on the battlefield. Like if, if your deck does fold to not having your commander on the battlefield, maybe consider being a little bit more well-rounded i think I that's think. too gatekeepy i think that's too gate i mean i no, agree you, like we could say this about everything right armageddon well, your deck is, should not fold to a single armageddon right like your deck should not fold to a single armageddon well if your but, entire deck falls apart to drain of magistrate then fine that's that's that is the, three, the it, it's not necessarily standard? This is no, Commander, where like, you build like a you deck have around a legendary creature. It's not really it's just, it's just, it, that, is, that is the hard counter. Like If, if you're an all-in graveyard deck, and I put Rest in Peace on the battlefield, you got got. I mean, you're all-in on your graveyard. If you have no way of dealing with a single permanence, Rest then you got Rest in Peace is probably got got. more threatening to a graveyard deck than this. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't the argument in favor of fierce guardianship that we want our commanders on the battlefield because they're the heart of the format and this allows me to play my commander and then I can use fierce but guardianship and I feel safe getting my most important card on the battlefield and then this this uh, doesn't negate that argument though because the thing is yes it is important that you want to get your commander and that's fair but this is a way for aggro decks to fight your commander to go under underneath you right because aggro doesn't exist and this is a good way to have that on top of that I think you can still have both in the same format. Yes, heart and soul of the format is to play your commander, right? Check. So how do I combat that? I play Droneth Magistrate. And then so that means now the person who's relying on their commander, like Tomer said, should be ready to play against this card. I don't like how it just punishes decks for doing what the commander format's about. I put it as a B because... Uh, it really depends on the deck I'm playing. I know I've had some games that I play and Dranith Magister shows up and I'm like, sure, whatever, that's fine. Like, no big deal. Then I've had other games where it's been really, really frustrating because I got a deck that does actually care about my commander and I was planning on casting it this week and this shows up and everyone else like doesn't care and it lives and you don't have the removal, exactly what Richard was describing and it ends up being pretty salt-inducing. So I don't like, uh, I don't know. I, I think I lean towards Richard's argument that 
in Commander, we want people to be able to play their commanders, and that's something that you shouldn't be punished. Uh, compared to, like, Blood Moon, which punishes non-basic lands, to something like Choke that's just like, ha-ha, you decided to play blue, I gotcha, and punishes basic lands. Like, I feel like this is a commander equivalent of that. Like, sure, it's good to punish things, but I'm not sure that playing your commander, which is the entire point of this format, is something we want to be punishing. It's not even like a punish, right? Say punish, I feel like is a little harsher than what it does. All it does is really just force you to like actually have, like Tomer said, a backup plan, a way to deal with things. And and this, it essentially it delays you. Yeah. Like it's it's a one. It's, a it's one going three. to die. Yeah. Like it will die. And it will garner a lot of hate too. And also it's just I'm bring back the point again. It's like opposition agent. If I'm a green lane fall deck and you drop a, an opposition agent on me, I can't play the game because, like, 99% of my thing is searching my library for a land and triggering all my landfall stuff, right? Like, that's what my deck does. And if but I don't have a removal for deck, it... deck, this is, like, uh, literally targets every but deck. But Opposition Agent problem, right? gets you the card, too. It's a, already a two-for-one. It's, like, ten times better. Drain the Magistrate basically just shuts down your commander. It, it does other things, obviously. Like, if you're casting stuff from Exile, it prevents that, too. Uh, or you're casting from the Graveyard, it prevents that, too. Like, it doesn't just hit uh commanders but like i usually don't even run this card like i'm run, i'll run it in a cdh well, I run i'm not gonna run it at a random table because 90 percent of the time all it does is it gets people annoyed at me and then right. they, so kill I, it, I, and I, they kill I, me i want to die like, this i don't want to talk about this anymore so we're gonna we're gonna throw it to the audience so if you're listening <laughs> on spotify come to the youtube video if you're on youtube yeah. come to the youtube video we'll pin a comment I want to see what the general audience thinks. Is Janet's Magistrate like good for the format or bad for the format? I love um, it. Yeah, I, I want to see like should, should, if, if if we meet you at a Magic Fest and I slam turn two Janet's Magistrate, <laughs> are you gonna like <laughs> never use Goldfish again or like <laughs> what is gonna happen? I'm kind of curious. You're all oh you're in an all in Commander deck. And wants to just pop off and win on a single turn when you play Commander? Well, that's a shame. (laughs) I vividly remember a game I had where I got got by Dranith Magistrate. I can't remember the the scenario, but I played it against my Commander. Someone made it indestructible. (laughs) It could never go away, and I just had the least fun I've had playing a Commander game in a long time. Like It's on Commander Clash. I don't know the episode number, but it happened not that long ago. So I have personally been salty with this card. (laughs) I'm eager to hear everybody's thoughts, but we'll move Move on to probably one of the most controversial cards on our entire list. This is gonna be Soul Ring. Everybody knows what Soul Ring is. The the it is like the iconic V spell emblematic of the entire format. Every single precon has it, so it's ubiquitous. It's in literally, I think it's like 99.99% of all decks. You have to have a really good excuse not to have a Soul Ring in your commander deck. And uh, I noticed one person has it as an S. So, Krim, take it away. What what makes you so salty about this card? <laughs> S. <laughs> I mean, let's. I didn't actually dish out that many S's this whole time. This is my second S, right? So, I think this Next is... This is a fate, Soul Ring. <laughs> and yes, it, of course, it's Soul Ring. I think this... And, like, I, I, it's not just Soul Ring, I think, the reason why I put this at an S. It's fast mana as a whole. I think fast mana is miserable in the format. And I and I I think I've kind of voiced that before, like you know when we talked about things that should and shouldn't be banned. And I think this, outside of being grandfathered in, and is just now like the poster child of Commander. If it weren't for that, I I think this would have to eventually get banned. But because it's the poster child, I know it never will. So I I think this is just it's way too good. 
It's way too good. The two mana is, is on turn, like for one mana, it's a lo- it's not even like there, you aren't investing anything into it. You're just getting, it's all upside. There's no downside to playing this. So like you had mentioned, it's cheap. It's reprinted in every deck. There's no reason you should not play this. I despise this card because once again, it, it cheats on resources. I don't like ramp and I definitely don't like this card because this is one mana. Yes, I can interact with this. So this makes it a little bit easier to deal with. But the fact that it is one mana, the person that played it, I'm already down a card having to deal with this, right? I'm already down a card having to deal with this. I just despise fast mana. So is it Soul Ring specifically that gets the S? No, it's fast mana because I also despise Mox Diamond, Mana Crypt, all those other things too. What about Rituals? Do you, what, what do you think about like uh, Jessica's Will Jessica's and Will's Mana Geyser? Uh, Mana Geyser? Mana Geyser, obviously there, people are going to go off. It's very powerful in Commander, but I don't know. It's five mana. Eh. Fair. Soul Ring goes in every deck. Right? Yeah. That's the difference between Mana Geyser and Soul Fast Ring. Fast mana and goes in every Urza deck. Urza Saga has made it more ubiquitous somehow, right? Like now <laughs> you get to tutor it up for free. Right? With Only your if you're willing to spend like $50 on a land. <laughs> Yeah. How much is your Saga these days? I, don't know. I think it's coming down, but it's still expensive. But it's a very powerful card, but we've all played with it since day one, right? We're all used to it by now. So I, I think it's just like a B. We've accepted it. It's not going anywhere. It's like banning Brainstorm or something from Legacy or Vintage. Like, it's not happening. Like, And I don't even think it's that bad, right? It's like, okay, like the, the table will gang up. Like, Phil casts like a Soul Ring every game this season. He dies instantly, right? So I don't even know that this is the right play to be doing, <laughs> right? So, yes, it's obnoxious. Yes, it's like top three most powerful cards in Commander, if not top one, right? But it's not salt-inducing. I mean, you're, I... Just, you're salty because you didn't have your own Soul Ring. That's basically it, right? Like, mm, that, yeah, that is true. Just look at the play your game. You're just a little behind the other yeah. guy, right? I, I feel like it's I feel like it's an A though because you definitely gotta target the Soul Ring player. Like I target mm-hmm. the Soul Ring player when we go around the table on turn one and one person plays a Soul Ring, that's who I'm attacking. Like am but I are you salty mm-hmm. about it or are you just threat assessing at that point? You're like that person has is ahead on resources. I'm salty. W- would you disenchant it? Let's say you had a one for one it's, enchantment it's removal. Or artifact Be- removal. I would. Only uh, if it's Dowsing Dagger. Come on. It's, uh, it's it's tough because then you are down a card like Krim said. And that is pretty painful yeah. to be the... Like, you don't want to be the one to disenchant it. Do I want someone to disenchant it? Oh, yeah. Do I want to be the one that spends my <laughs> card on it? Mm, not so You'll be much. happy if it dies to Vandal Blast, though, right? Oh, like, yeah, like, if definitely. I overload it. <laughs> I, I do think it is a little bit salt-inducing, though, along with its power level. Because it just makes the game so swingy. Like, I feel like... Uh, we've talked about this for a long time. But we've had a lot of Soul Ring games since since phil started doing commander clash and it does lead to these like arch enemy really swinging games either that person wins or they get taken out and i just don't find that especially enjoyable play pattern so i do kind of groan a little bit when anyone plays a soul ring on turn one in a game of commander because i'm like oh no like it's gonna be one of these games where we're playing this this style again instead of like a, a more balanced game of commander yeah I I honestly I take the same role as Krim on this one where I think fast mana in general is the worst thing about commander right now. Um I I think it just it it gives too much of an advantage for the person who went first, especially if they have like the Sol Ring start. Even worse if they have multiple things uh that's going on like they go Sol Ring into a Signet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because like everybody says like yes, we'll 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 gang up, we'll kill that person, but if that person like just 
you know, does that on turn one. Nobody has any response on turn one. Turn two, they drop a threat that like either refills their hand or just, you know, is, is too hard to answer. Like the game just kind of either ends immediately or, you know, goes on a bit longer and then ends. And it's just like, I think the more fast mana we get, uh, which we're, we're getting every single year, you know, I, I count also the rituals like Jessica's Will and stuff in the fast mana uh, range as well. Uh, the more that we're getting every single year, the, the more consistent these absurd starts, the swinginess becomes. And I think this is going to be the biggest pressure point, especially starting in CDH, where like people are just start going to win the game before other people get to have a, a single turn. But it's going to bleed over to casual. And I feel like Soul Ring and, and Mana Crypt and all those cards, they will have to be addressed at some point in the future once we've reached a critical mass of them and they've bled enough into casual. Uh, but we're not at that point. And I know that it's so emblematic in the format that I've just kind of accepted that the soaring is part of the, the thing. Fast man is part of the format. Eventually, I, I promise you, or I'm calling it right now, give it like two years. Uh, we'll get to a point where this will be the biggest talking point in Commander and all the big content creators are going to be talking about it and whatnot. And, you know, it will be addressed at least. Uh, but we're not at that point, so I've just accepted it, you know? I will attack the person who goes, who has the solving start, though, because that's just, that's just correct threat assessment, but yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have a card that I know makes uh, some people at this table quite salty. Uh, this is Insurrection. This is an old-school powerhouse. Uh, I'm a little bit fond of it because it was in my first uh, pre-con ever, the first deck that I ever owned in Commander. Uh, Political Puppets, Zedru the Great Hearted, was an absolute mess of a deck, very weak, but it had one powerful card, Insurrection, and that literally won me all my games, was mm -hmm. casting this eight mana spell, steal everybody's creatures for a single turn, they have haste, and uh, you get to attack, and you usually have enough to kill the rest of the table, or at least kill one person. It's usually kill one person or kill everybody for eight mana. It's uh, very, very powerful. Um, I put it as an A, because when I started playing the game, uh, Insurrection was like the go-to finisher for most red decks. And you didn't, wouldn't even have to be like a creature deck. You wouldn't have to be a sacrifice deck. You wouldn't have to have any synergies with it. You, everybody would get to a, a board state when it was like turn eight or whatever. Everybody has some scary stuff on the battlefield. You have eight mana. You cast Insurrection. You steal all the creatures. And one person is just dead. It's like, wow, what an interesting game you all were having. I'm going to cast one spell with no setup whatsoever, no synergies whatsoever, nothing on my board state, just eight mana. I'm going to steal all your creatures, and I'm going to kill at least one person, hopefully all three of you. Um, so I found it was very anticlimactic, and I don't like seeing the game end with uh, Insurrection all the time. Um, but lately, I haven't I haven't seen it much. I think we just kind of avoided it, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that's why I put it as an A. Uh, I'm not happy, and I'll probably target you if I know you have Insurrection, especially if I'm a creature-heavy deck. Because I know if I play too many creatures, I need to play creatures to have a board presence, but if I play too many of them and you have 8 mana, I might just die. So uh, I'll probably uh -huh. have to attack you if I know if I know I'm know i I'm on a creature deck and I know you have uh, Insurrection in your, in your deck somewhere. Okay, uh, so here's, yeah. here's the counter-argument. I have it as a C. Insurrection costs 8 mana. 
Lots yeah. of things that cost eight mana win the game in Commander. You name up a whole list of cards. And at least Insurrection actually kills me. It's not bouncing yeah. all my permanents <laughs> like Cyclonic Rift and re making us replay the game for a few turns or looping extra turns for 20 minutes. It's just killing me. There's a lot of things. like It's like crater hoofing me or something. Like, sure, yeah. it sucks that I'm dead, but at least the game's over and we can play another one if we want to. So uh, I, this card... I don't know. I guess it is probably too easy because it is kind of a one card combo in a lot of board states. But really, to me, it's kind of just another finisher. And at least it literally finish the, it finishes the game instead of some of the other more salt inducing, like drag it out finishers that we've been talking about. Hmm. As you as we're talking about it, it actually went down on my list from C to D <laughs> just because legitimately this is. Uh, this is actually worse yeah. than some of the other eight mana win conditions or nine, right? Because if your opponents don't have enough of a board, you can't do anything. So you're just sitting with this clunky spell. And then at best, yeah, you may kill one person entirely, like send them to the Shadow Realm. But then there's still two other people. And then if there's enough of a board to kill everyone, well, that's awesome, right? That That's hilarious. That's great. I love that. That's a big finisher. It's flashy. It's cool. So all around, it just seems like a fun card to have at a table. I like that it kills you. Yeah. Like, you don't have to drag on the suffering. <laughs> That's what I hate. I so I agree 100% with Tomer. Like, literally every point he said. It. <laughs> this is the only card on this list that makes my blood boil. Like, you know, all the other ones, like Armageddon, Mystic Study, I'm like, you know, it's not fun to play against. You know, I, I don't really care, right? But Insurrection, to me, is the cheap way out. Like, you know, we, we were all having a good game, forwarding our game plans, doing what our decks are supposed to do. And then someone comes around... Does this, like, 8-mana spell that requires, like, literally zero setup? Like, all the other win cons, we say 8-mana wins the game. It does require None setup. None of them actually win the game, right? Most it doesn't of them, actually, yeah. <laughs> most like, of them are like, I'm taking extra turns. You could fizzle, right? Yeah. You are set wheel. The game is not actually over. You know, this one, it's pretty, you know, there, there are cases where it's not over, but it's over for someone, right? <laughs> like, someone is most definitely going to die when this happens. <laughs> Game's got to end somewhere. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a cheap way out. Like, I, I don't think... It, you just undo... Like, the whole game. Like, if I played, like, say, like, Skeleton Tribal and I had Insurrection in my deck, like, I could do nothing for eight turns, mm. put eight lands down, Insurrection, and win the game. And, like, I would never do that because I have standards, right? But if someone else did that, I'd be so salty. I'm like, There's where are your standards? There's a face cards, though. Face there roll is... cards exist in Magic. Like, like this one a... is so obvious. Like, there's no point to this, right? Like, it's so obviously, like, a face roll card, right? Like, there's no, like, I'm having fun putting together a combo, right? It's just literally, that's it, right? It's like eight mana, you win the game on the text, right? You're like, what is the point of this card, right? So It depends I, I think, on your opponents having is, creatures, but, like, feel it's bad so easy. Because you're, you're essentially getting dunked on by your own cards. I think that's... No, it's like the whole narrative of the whole game... Was thrown out the window. Like everything that happened beforehand, like did not matter, and you just one card won the game. Uh, isn't that like Crater Hoof though? What's the difference between this and Crater Hoof? Like you're playing the skeleton Hoof, deck, you and you get to turn. You had to build a board up. You, you need creatures for this too. Your yeah. opponents do. If you, opponents, if you have but what are the odds that no one has creatures? Right? Very yeah. high. If you have zero opponent. creatures on the battlefield, and you cast a Crater Hoof, creatures. nothing happens. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Is like, what's another eight mana spell that wins the game? Like, is expropriate eight mana? It's like seven, or it's like eight or nine. I think it's nine, isn't it? Nine. I think it's nine. I can't think of anything that like so consistently wins the game at, at eight mana as insurrection it, by itself. It's, it's like those kind of cards, right? Like you play a long board. game and someone expropriates. You're like, well, okay. Yeah, right? I don't like. Or you know, you either. torment a hailfire. You're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Right, like I guess, like that, that. I think it just cheapens the whole experience. So I, I really dislike okay. it. The 
the Ugin argument of invalidating everything before the before the the big turn where it happens is kind of convincing. I think I'll bump it up. I'll bump it up to a B. I think I that is a convincing down. argument because I kind of. <laughs> I mean, I Crim's at that e was, now. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the arguments I used for for cyclonic riffs. So I think for the sake of consistency, you are right. It does. Or at least it can make the all the previous turns not matter, which isn't a very fun way for the game to end. Although I still think, like, I don't know. It's not that much different than a crater hoof. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't view this any different as, than a crater hoof. I, I knocked it down to a D, but if I could, I would just put it to an E. <laughs> like, legitimately, <laughs> yeah, this this is fine. And plus, you know what? I like it when people dunk me with my own cards. So you know what? Get it. <laughs> Get it. Take my cards and, and lay it on me. I, I appreciate it. It's, it's an honor in a way. Hey, yeah, I played I'm either those like cards. a B or an A. <laughs> okay, so we got one more card to discuss, or one more branch of cards to discuss, and this one's possibly the most controversial. It almost started a new format. Ooh, so exciting. <laughs> uh, the Walking Dead cards. Hello. These were the initial uh, universes and, wait, beyond cards. Do you hear that, Tomer? Huh? Collectively. What? Everybody's sodium levels just rose a ton. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Oh, the walking oh. salt. Who's that salty <laughs> anymore? Salt. Actually, this should be our second poll. Like, I mean, yeah. they they rank really highly on EDH Rex list. Like they all of them are pretty high up on there. I don't know how much of that's lag from a yeah. year ago, but. They are so generally for, considered to be pretty salty by the community. Yeah. And these cards are still kind of rare. So for context for people listening or, you know, looking at the screen right now on YouTube, um, the Walking Dead cards are uh, the first universes beyond cards, I believe, they ever uh, released. Uh, they were available only as uh, secret lairs. So you had a very limited amount of time to order them directly through Wizards of the Coast. And they feature cards or feature characters and uh, items from the TV show The Walking Dead. So they're not part of the Magic the Gathering settings. Uh, they are part of the universes beyond, which is basically any other franchise. So they're literally The Walking Dead franchise uh, depicted on Magic the Gathering cards. Um, and they were pretty controversial when they came out uh, because, first of all, uh, they don't, they're not part of the Magic the Gathering setting. They were the first time we've seen the Universe of Beyond as cards. And they were also distributed in a way where you could only purchase it. Um, from, it was a very limited print run. You could only purchase it from Wizards of the Coast. And after that, if you want it, you have to get it through the secondary market where it, the prices could be ludicrously high. Um, so people were mad about it uh, different ways. Uh, I'll just say my my quick take on it. Um, I just I I have no problem with the Walking Dead in general. Uh, I didn't like the way they distributed the cards as well. Uh, but I'm much happier now that they have a compromise where the new universes beyond cards they have three secret layers. Uh, they're going to be exclusive as secret layers. You have a certain amount of time to pick them up. Uh, we have I don't remember uh, uh, the, the Stranger what's things? the new one Stranger Things uh, Stranger Stranger Things, things. Yeah, you, you can get the Stranger <clears throat> Things cards. You can only get that version for a limited time. Otherwise, it's going to be super expensive through the secondary markets. But they will have a uh, reprint of the cards as Magic the Ga in 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 Magic the Gathering settings uh, in like six months from now. Um, so you do have access to those if you don't care about you know Stranger Things or whatever. You just want the card itself. Uh, you will have access to it, and it's going to be higher supply too, uh, the other way around as well. So I like that compromise. I just don't like Universes Beyond. I, I still never enjoyed Universes Beyond. I I feel like it kind of just like cheapens the Magic of the Gathering settings when when um, when you bring other franchises over. 
Um, and I don't want to see, you know, like KFC cards or, or whatever, or the that's Warhammer delicious. 40K that's, that's or whatever. Delicious. Oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> It could be like, you know, you bring out the Burger King and you fight and you tap him to crew Ronald McDonald Mobile. Where'd you get these and- leaks from, Tomer? Yeah, <laughs> Tomer's going to come after us. What are you And like, what are you we, doing? We, we've Did joked you leak our about spoiler? these, but like, <laughs> we, we literally joked about these when we saw The Walking Dead, but we have like Fortnite coming out. We have 40K coming out. We, we have all it. these We stuff. saw it coming, like, actually. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think like Burger King cards is like literally out of the question. I really don't. Like, honestly. And I, I don't think it's I don't think it's good for the long term health of of Magic as a as a franchise. But you know what? Like the last thing I want to do is make somebody feel bad for playing them. I will never ever make somebody feel bad for playing these cards. If you like them, you like them. Um, I'm not going to target you. I'm not going to feel salty about it and all that stuff. Play what you like. Uh, I'm I'm here for you, and I want you. I want everybody to enjoy Magic. But I would have I would have preferred if these cards did not ex- the universe of beyond did not exist as a concept. But I'm never going to be against anybody who enjoys these cards and plays these cards. My my take <sighs> kind of echoes some of that in that I don't like the distribution model that it originally came out with, but they fixed that right. So as long as that the, other than that, everything else was fine to me. I don't even care. Like first off with the multiverse and how absurd magic's story is already uh this doesn't bother me that it's in this plane whatsoever and as a matter of fact if you are salty that i'm playing this it makes me feel even better because i'm gonna be honest with you i will hit you down with rick and then take all your salt to the bank (laughs) (laughs) because i i i think all these cards though they're not broken right rick is powerful rick is the best of them all but otherwise they're not broken they don't do anything really that like actually like breaks the game, right? And 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 then there's the people that come at it like, well, uh, Negan, you know what he represents in the show? Yes, he's a villain, but these are the same people that will watch like The Exorcist with their children, right, or something like that. Like, d- don't 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 try to pretend that it is because like Negan's a bad character. I, I we know he's a bad guy, yes, and we the things that he's done are, are very questionable, right, and obviously terrible, but. The thing here is this Walking Dead, I think, was the reason why it's on there and it's salty for a lot of people is just because it's the first thing that wasn't magic IP. That's it. I think that's all there is to it. And and for me, I think it's kind of silly. Like some people want to play these cards and it always feels weird. Like I've had people in my discord ask me like, hey, can I play this at a community night? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Well, how do you feel? How do you think other people will feel? And it's like the fact that you have to come to me. And ask me, like, how I, like, you know, like, because you're worried that people will be taking you the wrong way because you're playing this. Like, that's that's a failure on us as a community, right? That's a failure on us as a community. And that, the, other than that, I, I don't see anything wrong with Walking Dead. Distribution model was the only thing. I hated how they distributed it, but they fixed that. So, f- to keep it short and simple, I think this is totally fine. Play it at your pods. Somebody's that mad, just beat them with it so they get even more mad and stay mad. Uh, i i have it as a as a c and i'm kind of along the same lines as tomer my big issue from the beginning was also how they were distributing the cards um we'll see hopefully the solution that they came up with will be a good one once we see it in practice i think it'll work out uh but i think i'm getting to the point where you just gotta accept them as magic cards because it's happening whether we want it to or not it's pretty clear that this is going to make a lot of money uh and wizards is full steam ahead and do I think magic is better for having Fortnite and a ton of different IPs in it? 
I'm not sure I'm convinced that it actually will be, but uh, whether any of us really want those cards in the game or not, it's going to be happening, and we don't really have any choice but to accept them as regular Magic cards. I definitely think that it, it was pretty troubling that there were people who were like if someone sits down with a walking dead card i'm gonna leave the table or i'm gonna tell them off or something like that that is that was the most disappointing thing of uh, the whole walking dead saga honestly was to see some of those reactions from the rest of the community because i think that's what's really against the spirit of the format and the spirit of the game and the spirit of what we should be as the magic community so uh, my only concern is i don't really trust wizards with stuff like this i don't trust wizards that if mountain dew or pepsico or whatever showed up to them with a buttload of money and said you know make a can of Mountain Dew advertisement magic card that Wizards wouldn't just pocket the millions and like ship it off and so I can see not to get into this slippery slope argument but I could see how this could end up going badly I don't think the Walking Dead cards do that or the things that have been announced so far but Wizards likes their money and I just is, I, it does make me a little nervous why is Mountain Dew the line here <laughs> do you think they're not gonna make food tokens with like Burger King or McDonald's you know like it's uh, it's, like it's a, free money uh, it's so easy. Jet they have vehicle, a secret layer like food it's, edition. Oh, it's gonna, all these it's custom gonna, food mm. tokens, and you have like one McDonald's, you have one A and W. You know, you have a Whopper clue token, uh, food token. Like, why not? Why <laughs> is that the line? The realm of Disney. <laughs> Lego, Lego, Lego magic set coming up. Um, <laughs> but I agree with all of you guys. Uh, I, I will say that. Salt should be directed at Wizards, right? If you're not happy yeah. about any of these cards, it goes to Wizards, not other players. We're talking about things like you shouldn't cast Dryadeth Magistrate because it disallows people from playing their deck. Well, you know, if you hate on Walking Dead cards and you will not sit down with someone, you are literally hating out their entire deck, right? Before the game even started with an emblem, right? So <laughs> these should go to Wizards. Uh, but I, I don't buy half of these. I think the community is probably like less salty about this now, now that we have Fortnite... Street Fighter or mm -hmm. Stranger Things. But distribution, I also think, is just a weird scapegoat. Like, Fierce Guardianship is very expensive, right? Whoa. It's distributed in a normal magic set, right? We're not happy about that either, right? We're just not happy about expensive magic cards, and Wizards will always make expensive magic cards, right? Yeah. Wizards will get paid at the end of the day, whether it be a Mountain Dew equipment, <laughs> whether it be Chase Mythic in Commander Legends, whether it be exclusive Secret Lair Drop, they will make their money. Right, so I feel that's part of the game, and you know, if you get salty because someone played fifty dollar Rick, well, you're gonna get really salty when someone plays like hundred dollar Mox Diamond or whatever, right? I, like, well, for I me, do think that. Oh, go ahead, go ahead Tomer. Oh, uh, well, my, my my salt was not not that. Uh, the, the, well, the distribution I, I I did kind of find a little bit annoying, especially in in countries where you know buying secret layers is super expensive. Like, if I have to if I have to order secret layers, it's it's like X dollars for you guys, but. For, for me in Canada, the United States. <laughs> yeah, for me in Canada, I have to pay a ludicrous amount of shipping, and then I have to pay duties on top of that. So I'm paying like double for my secret layers. Whereas you know, an American, it doesn't really matter too much. But for for people who don't aren't in America, it kind of sucks. Um, just to uh, just to add to that, I think the yeah. other the other issue is like the time limit was really short when they started, and it has improved, but. 
I think it's tough to be like you have 24 hours and if you don't have $200 in your pocket to spend on magic cards within that 24 hour period to get your playset of a secret layer drop that you're just like out of luck. So I think that's a little different than like a commander deck that is at least going to be on the shelves for six months or something and you can save up for it or budget for it or whatever. So I think the uh, the FOMO like 24 hour thing, which they have improved on and usually leave them up for longer now. But I think that is part of like my issue with the distribution too. I also That's want to have magic, magic but but I also want to have magic setting cards in my deck. Like if I if I'm not a fan of the Walking Dead, but I like the the card mechanics, I like having the option of having a Magic the Gathering, you know, f- lore friendly version of Lucille, you know, in, in my deck because I I want to play the card, but I don't really want that card, the Lucille specifically in my in my deck you know like i want to have i want to have equivalent and they're doing that with the stranger things they're going to be coming out with magic equivalent versions um and that's all i really wanted really like that that's the big one for me so i'm happy with that i didn't like the the walking dead where like you know if you don't want to play rick rhymes from the walking dead uh you just don't have access to that card you know which yeah i did not like um but yeah, I guess I guess we didn't we 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 were kind of afraid that it was going to be a super super long one. But uh, I want to hear everybody uh, in the comment section if you're listening on on uh, Spotify or, or Apple or wherever you're listening it. Uh, leave a comment. What do you think about The Walking Dead? Like now that we've had a good year to brew on it, and there's been more universal uh, universes beyond and everything. Um, yeah, just keep it civil. Don't be don't be jerks to people. That's I think that's the main takeaway. Is uh, you know, if rule. you're being jerks to people, there you're not hurting. You're not hurting the Wizards of the Coast. They're still getting the money. You're just being a jerk to to other people, and I don't think that's 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 cool to do in the community. Um, I, I just want to close out by like that is the point of the salty card list, right? Like, you may not personally find these cards salty, but you need to be aware that there are others in the greater Magic community that may find them salty. That may not enjoy playing against them right and if you're sitting down to play like at the very least if you have salty cards you should be like hey i'm playing armageddon do you think that's fine (laughs) right and if you know you're playing high salt cards maybe have an alternate deck that you can play in case you know if the whole group was like yeah armageddon me up let's go right or they're like Mm -hmm. nah nah i I can't i can't live through an armageddon can you play (laughs) something else like have an alternate deck in the same way that you have like multiple power level decks maybe if you like to play with salty cards like have a deck with less salt and then you can switch amongst them but mm-hmm. you know the whole idea is to make it a fun experience for everyone right like we don't you know we want to win but we want everyone to have fun as well right so that's why we have these debates whether cards are salty or not so that you can get perspective from other point of views you may not agree with them but at least you know like that's what people are thinking also if uh, another deck is is too much you know like some people have just one deck consider having a, a little bit of a sideboard you know like if there's a couple cards that you know might be uh salt inducing maybe just have like one or two cards that are just cheap replacements to them that you can easily sleeve in because i know a lot of people have been saying in the past like you know i only have one or two decks you know i can't afford multiple decks or bring multiple decks to fnm or whatever that i highly recommend just having like one or two cards you know just be mindful of these are might be some of the cards that some people uh find salt inducing and maybe have a couple backups just in case Seriously, just have a couple extra basic lands of your colors and leave it in your deck box because your deck's probably going to run better anyway with like two extra lands that you put in to replace your (laughs) Armageddon or something. So, yeah. Put put some MDFCs in. What are you talking about? Yeah, MDFCs. (laughs) 
They're spells. <laughs> All I mean, right. I'm always for more MDFCs, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, sweet. So that covers it, everybody. This was a bit of a longer podcast. Let us know also if you think uh, longer podcasts are good or bad. Uh, feedback is always useful. Um, and that's it, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. And until next time, friends, see ya.